Hello, everybody. This is John Marion, and welcome to another episode of the Agent on Duty podcast. I am John Marion, and I am the Agent on Duty. In this episode, I'm going to talk about understanding real estate brokerage relationships. And a lot of the information I'm going to share will be somewhat specific to the state of Georgia, but the general principles I'm going to talk about is probably uh, in general true in most jurisdictions or most states. And so the brokerage relationship laws are on the state level. There may be some things that are different in the state that you live in, and I will uh, point those out uh, when I when I believe that some of the information I'm sharing may not be the same as in your state. But regardless of that, in in any case, you do want to check with uh, real estate brokers in your state to get the most accurate information. But the general information I'm going to share uh, will be very helpful to you as you understand, as you seek to understand what it means to have a relationship with a real estate broker. Before I get into the details of this week's episode, I want to tell you about next week's episode. I did an interview with John Battaglia with at Ease Inspections. And this is a home inspection company. So next week, we will be talking about home inspections. But here's a preview of what you can expect in next week's episode about home inspections. And then there's uh, all the wildlife too. You get up in the attic and we uh, we run into snakes, bats, uh, uh, raccoons, all sorts of stuff in attics and crawl spaces all the time. A couple years ago, I had a about a six foot long black snake chasing me around a crawl space. Okay, so you are definitely going to want to tune in uh, next week when we talk about home inspections. Now, moving on to this week's topic at hand, understanding real estate brokerage relationships. So basically, there are uh, two main types of relationships that you can have with a broker or two different types of relationships. One is you can be represented by a broker as a client, or you can get the services of a broker as a customer. And so in general, uh, only licensed real estate brokers can be paid a commission to help consumers buy, sell, or lease property. And brokers have agents and those who say they are a real estate agent are with a brokerage. And so many agents are not the main broker in their company, but they're the agents in that brokerage. And you can uh, sign on to be a client and allow the broker to represent you as a client and to look after your best interests. And in the state of Georgia, to establish that relationship, it must take place in writing. You must have a signed uh, brokerage agreement with the broker. And that's probably true in most states. It's definitely true in the state of Georgia. Without a signed brokerage agreement, there really is no uh, broker-client relationship. And so it's uh, very important. And even uh, when signing on as a customer, you'll be asked to sign a form stating that the relationship is that you are a customer and the broker is not representing you as a client. 
So let me talk about the cut being a customer first, and then we'll get into what it means to be a client. So when you are a customer, uh, you can ask the broker to, for example, fill out uh, and provide contract forms and fill them out for you as you direct. And uh, so you'll have a professional set of contract forms, legal, good quality contracts that you can use that the broker will write up for you and you could use them in your real estate transaction while you are not being represented by the broker. Uh, Other things a broker might do for you as a customer is to provide statistics and data about home sales in your market or to run a comparative market analysis of the price of your home. And uh, so you can contract with a broker to provide professional uh, services for you uh, to help you in, uh, in your real estate transaction while not being represented by the broker. But most, uh, most people who engage with a broker to buy or sell a home sign on to be represented by the broker in the, uh, in the real estate transaction. So this is really the best relationship that you can have with a broker. Uh, the broker is, um, is responsible for keeping all things confidential, except those things that, that need to be disclosed by law. But, uh, but your relationship with the broker is a confidential relationship and they will protect your best interests as you uh, negotiate your way through a real estate transaction or looking at homes and getting to the point uh, that you get something under contract and then guiding you through the whole process and helping you every step of the way, the broker will represent your best interests. So uh, that is the, the best relationship you can have with a broker. And you can do this either as a seller or as a buyer. And this gets into uh, some more detail of the broker client relationships. So there are two, two kinds of client relationships that you can have with a broker, depending on whether you are a seller or in some cases, a landlord, you own the property and you're looking for a tenant uh, to rent out your property, uh, or your broker can be representing you as a buyer or in some cases as a tenant uh, to help find you a rental. But in most cases, uh, for home sales, obviously, the broker is either representing uh, you as a seller or you as a buyer. Uh, Now, as a seller, the agency occurs when a listing agreement is signed. And uh, this is um, mandatory in order to establish that relationship, that buyer, uh, that seller brokerage agreement, listing agreement uh, needs to be signed in writing, obviously, uh, and there is a standard form that uh, that most brokers use, I'm sure, uh, in every state to establish that relationship. And if you are a buyer, uh, you can sign on with a buyer's agent, an agent that specializes in representing buyers. And um, in a previous podcast, I talk about uh, commission compensation. Um, most in most cases in the industry the money that is brought to the table to pay the commissions is paid by the seller. The seller who signs on with a broker 
uh, agrees to pay a commission, a real estate commission to the broker when a buyer is found for the sale of that property. And the listing broker representing the seller doesn't always uh, collect that entire commission, but they agree to share that with another broker who brings a buyer to buy that property. So just to recap that real quick, when you sign on with a broker, they are representing you either as a seller or as a buyer. And that is the relationship that you want to pursue with a broker to get that representation so that your best interests are looked after by the broker. Additionally, there are other types of agencies that exist that you could possibly have with a broker or that could exist within your uh, brokerage agreement. Uh, I'm going to go over them very quickly, uh, and I don't want to get too technical about this uh, because uh, they this may vary from state to state of what you will encounter. In my market, uh, the next three agencies that I'll talk about uh, I only deal with one of one of these and not the other two, and I'll explain that as we go along. So there's something called designated agency. And so this takes place when uh, two agents that work for the same broker are representing clients on two different sides of the transaction. So in in the brokerage that I work in, for example, there are many agents that work for the for the broker. Uh, the broker has uh, different offices around North Metro Atlanta. And it's I've done real estate transactions with, um, with the agent on the other side being an agent that has the same broker that I do. Uh, but we don't really know each other most of the time, but we could know each other. So that's called designated agency when both agents have the same broker. So the broker is sworn towards keeping all information that comes to the broker confidential and that information about either party uh, is not transferred or communicated to the agent on the other side of a transaction. And so there's a wall of separation, if you will. And so the broker really has designated a particular agent to represent a buyer and a particular agent to represent a seller in a transaction. And it's as if they are agents that are working for two different brokerages. So that relationship is the same as if that one agent was with a completely different brokerage, which happens probably in most uh, transactions in in um, in most markets. Uh, so that's called designated agency. And that really doesn't affect whether the agent that you are working with is representing you as a buyer or a seller, but that's within the brokerage. If, if, uh, if you're a buyer and you put an offer in through your agent on a home that's listed for sale with the same brokerage, uh, you'll be working, you will not be working with your agent, uh, to purchase that home, but, uh, the agent will be working with the agents that's representing the seller. So it's as if um, there's two different brokerages involved, but it's really only one one brokerage, but two different agents. So that's designated agency. Uh, two other things that I do want to mention, and I never deal with this in my business because the broker that I work with, and I think most brokers in this area, and uh, 
uh, I think because the way the laws are written, even though these are allowed, I think most brokers stay away from these two different types of agents, agencies. Uh, so one is called dual agency and my brokerage does not offer that type of agency. So a dual agency is where a, an agent or a broker is representing both sides of the party. The broker is representing both the seller and the buyer. And theoretically, uh, the broker is supposed to, um, keep the information confidential from each party. And it's really very difficult and very probably it's really not the best way to, uh, to do a, to have a real estate brokerage relationship. So I think it would be hard for you as a buyer or seller to get yourself into a situation where, uh, you're working with an agent that's also representing the party on the other side because most brokers just seem to want to stay away from that. At least that's been my experience. And like I said, with my broker, uh, we don't even offer that type of agency, so we couldn't even get into that. But I theoretically, it is possible to exist in the state of Georgia. It's allowed by law. That needs to be disclosed You know, when you as a buyer are 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 in a dual agency situation, that broker needs to re, uh, disclose that to you. In other states, in I don't know what the what the laws are in the other states. So if you are listening to this and you are a real estate broker outside of the state of Georgia, or even if you're inside the state of Georgia and you have some more information, uh, please go on the uh, the show notes. I'll I'll give a link on the show notes to get onto the blog uh, where you can leave information. I would love to hear from you uh, with any information that you can provide. And if you have ever been a, a, a home buyer or a home seller and you got involved in a transaction where the agent was representing both sides of the party, if you have any interesting information to share about that, I'd love to hear about that. And we can talk about that uh, in, a, in another podcast episode uh, because I'm sure there's a lot of interesting things that take place when dual agency is involved. Uh, but for the most part, you as a, as a buyer or seller, you really should stay away from that. Go for a broker that will represent you either to be designated as your agent. Uh, well, they'll work, work with you representing you. And when you get into a transaction where a home is being sold by the same broker that's representing you, you want to make sure that you're in a designated agency situation and not in a dual agency situation. Uh, so there's also another type of agency called sub-agency. And many years ago, this sort of was how the real estate industry worked. Uh, most of the uh, real estate, residential real estate transactions were represented by uh, listing brokers representing sellers and the buyers were not represented at all. They, they may be working with an agent, but that agent, in fact, was a sub-agent of the listing agent. And so that's kind of a, an antiquated way of doing it. Buyer's agency has become uh, the way that we do real estate, if you will, for lack of a better term, uh, where buyers are actually represented by their own brokers. So sub-agency is... is uh, in the residential real estate industry anyway, uh, is, is kind of, I'm not going to say it, it's non-existent because it does still exist, but it's not really used that much. And, um, 
And uh, you don't want to be, if you're a buyer, you don't really want to be in that situation. Again, you want to have your own agent looking out for your best interests and not an agent that's working for the other party. Uh, so I don't want to get into any, any more technical things about that. Agency brokerage relationships can be extremely technical, and I want to keep uh, our discussion today very practical for you uh, as a buyer or a seller to work effectively with a uh, real estate broker. Now, if you are a buyer, uh, this is probably one of the best first things that you can do uh, even long before you decide uh, to buy a home. So for example, if you think you're going to buy a home a year from now, it's not too early to start building a relationship or establishing a relationship with a buyer's agent. Uh, the, the best buyer's agents are working in this industry full time and they have a long term vision for being involved on a professional level in the real estate industry. And you want to develop that relationship as early on as possible uh, before you purchase a home. Uh, so you can spend uh, a year looking at homes online and, and gathering information and getting ready to, to be, get qualified for a mortgage or for a life event that would trigger you uh, to actually go out and start looking at homes. And it's not never too early to have that relationship with a buyer's agent. And I know most buyers that I encounter, uh, they do wait until the last minute. Uh, they, they'll look online and, and cruise around, do drive-bys of homes. And, you know, that's, that's all good to get that information that way. There's nothing wrong with that, but you really, by doing that and not establishing a relationship with an agent, you're really missing out on, uh, getting the best quality information that you can, having access to uh, what we call pocket listings or coming soon listings, and having that relationship where you can have your questions answered and you can position yourself in the best position to be represented by a broker that that looks after your best interests. So I would, um, I would encourage you if you are thinking of buying a home, begin to establish that relationship. And there are many, many buyers agents out there. Uh, and, and by doing it early in the process, you may want to talk to two or three different agents to see, uh, what is the best fit for you. And I would go for, uh, those brokers and agents that are actively in the market that can give you that information. I would avoid working with a part-time agent. Uh, now, there's a lot of part-time agents in the business. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, that's totally allowed uh, that somebody work the real estate industry part-time. But you really do want to work with a uh, an agent that's full-time in the business. That way, they can give you the time and really provide the services that you need, especially if you're in that long-term relationship where you have contacted them 12 months or six months before you even start looking at homes. Uh, they can take care of you and look out for your best interests. And there's a lot that you can learn from your agent long before you ever begin the home buying process. That's the best way, in my opinion, to work with an agent. Uh, it's 
most likely you will be working with an agent and it doesn't make sense to wait until the last minute. And for whatever reason, I think because there's just a lot of uh, misunderstandings of how a buyer is supposed to work with an agent. And I don't know if uh, buyers think that they might have to pay the, the agent money or something like that. But there sometimes is resistance for buyers entering that relationship early in the process, but it makes, makes the most sense to do that. So that would be the main takeaway that I have for you. If you're seeking to purchase a property and understand uh, the buyer brokerage relationship in a real estate transaction, begin that relationship early on in the process. So uh, in the show notes and uh in the, the blog notes for this episode, I'm going to leave some links that you can access so that you can read more about real estate brokerage relationships. It's really important that you understand these basic client broker uh, relationships, whether you're a seller or a buyer, and I'll provide links for that. I do have a two-page document from the Georgia Association of Realtors, but this is copyrighted information. And if you, if the links that I provide uh, don't go deep enough and you want access to more information, uh, just shoot me a note. And when I establish that personal contact with you, I can then personally send you this two page document. Uh, and this is called the ABCs of agency, understanding real estate brokerage relationships in Georgia. Uh, so ask me for that document. I, I am not free just to post it online and make it available for a download. But if you make that one-on-one connection with me, even if you're not in the state of Georgia and would like this, I can, um, I can send that to you when you reach out to me personally. So uh, anyway, to access the links, go to innovativeproperties.com slash podcast, and you'll find this week's episode and all the links and all the information mentioned on today's podcast. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. Come back next week where we will talk about home inspections. I am John Marion, and I am the agent on duty. Mm-hmm.